Welcome to this, our next edition of Daily Devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida on December the 21st, 2022, four days away from Christmas. We're glad that you've taken the time to join us as we prepare to worship the newborn King. And as we prepare for that, let us now prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture on this, the shortest day and the longest night of the year, which reminds me to remind you to come join us this evening for our longest night service in the chapel at 6 p.m. This service is offered for those who find Advent and or Christmas seasons a difficult time to get through due to experiences of loss and other circumstances wherein each day brings a reminder of who or what is not here. So come and join us as we look for the light in the midst of the darkness and the presence within the absence. Our scripture today is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Hear the word of God. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. 
she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In these waning days of December, with Christmas only four days away, there's a spiritual gift that a lot of us wish we had, but we don't. And that is the spiritual gift of gift giving the spiritual gift of gift giving. It's a gift that to know, it's a gift to know how and what to give. You had it happen to you when you open that gift and discover they're in something you've never dreamed anybody, you, anybody knew that you wanted. How could you have known, we say, when we open up this gift and it singles out the giver as having that spiritual gift of gift giving. Now, for those of us who do not have the spiritual gift of gift giving, we have, in some instances, gift consultants, people to whom you can pay money, who will help you decide what best to give to the people on your list. Such people I've been tempted to consult in seasons past, if only to avoid the customary exclamation heard often when people open the gifts I give, ooh. Now, I think one of the struggles that we gift givers wrestle with, whether we have the spiritual gift of gift giving or not, is the temptation to not give the gift that really matters, the temptation to avoid giving the gift that really matters. We may sometimes give the gift that's wanted or sometimes the gift that's requested, but do we give the gift that matters? When the angel Gabriel visits Mary and tells her of her role in the salvation of the world and how she's going to bear the Messiah of God and to her response of wonder and how can this be, he says, well, with God, nothing is impossible. I wonder if what the angel says is that with God, nothing is impossible, which is a whole new category of gifts being suggested by God for us to give. With God, nothing is impossible. For you see, when the angel says that with God nothing is impossible, it means, of course, that with God there's always a chance. There's always a chance that God could do something. Even when there doesn't seem to be much hope, even when there doesn't seem to be any way out, even when there's two down and two out and your ten runs down, that with God still nothing is impossible. There's always a chance that as long as there's a God, there's a chance. So I wonder if what the greatest gift that God would suggest for us to give is simply the gift of a chance. 
or the gift of another chance. That of all the gifts I could choose to give, the gift that may matter most for the people of my life is simply the gift of a chance. That there may be somebody saying to you and to me even now, all I want from you is a chance. So I want to consider with you how we can think of giving this very precious gift that God would have us give in this world, this gift of a chance. And I want to consider this by suggesting three more additions to your Christmas list, three more recipients of this Christmas gift, namely the gift of a chance. The first person to whom I suggest you give the gift of a chance is yourself. Give yourself a chance. In other words, don't give up on yourself. You see, one of the great things to be remembered about the visit of Gabriel is the person whom he visits, a, a self-described lowly handmaid, a peasant girl in the backwoods of northern Galilee with little hopes of possibility in her life, and it's God who chooses her to bear the Messiah. The Savior of the world is being brought through the womb of a teenage girl. Now, I, I don't know about your life. I don't know even about what you think of yourself. There are some of you who think too little of yourselves, and there are some of you that may think too much of yourselves. Your life may be a string of successes, or it may be a string of failures, or like most of us, it's a little bit of both. But to live in a world where there is a God with whom nothing is impossible is to entertain the distinct possibility, not just the possibility, but the distinct fact that God plans to, hopes to, wishes to, use us in some extraordinary way. So don't give up on yourself. Give yourself a chance. The second recipient I suggest for you to give the gift of a chance is the world. Give the world a chance. Don't, don't give up on the world. You see, there's enough that goes on this, in this world. There's enough that we read about in the newspapers that can pretty well convince us that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, that the world's something that we must simply endure and keep ourselves protected from, that our lifelong ambition should be to keep our hands unstained from the world. But that's not the way God looks at the world. God loves the world. You see, that's the amazing thing about Gabriel's visit. He had this amazing news that God had not given up on the world, that God's plan was to redeem the world. So don't give up on the world. Give the world a chance. Finally, the last person I suggest for your list of those to receive the gift of a chance is God. Give God a chance. Don't, don't give up on God. Nothing can separate us, writes the apostle, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It, it's, it's, and it's earlier that Paul writes that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You see, God not only has amazing power, but he has an amazing desire to bring redemption to your life. And when I say redemption, I don't just mean the forgiveness of sins, though he has the love and power to do that, but I also mean that God has the power and the love to turn our lives around. You see, sometimes I think we too easily give up on ourselves 
or other people because we've given up on God. I love that story I read a while ago about a woman named Kathleen Gooley who just days away from her wedding and a $10,000 fully paid already reception learned that her fiance was backing out. No wedding, no husband to share the reception with, and she couldn't get the $10,000 back. So what does this woman do? Well, she remembered a moment in her life some 15 years before, the only moment she could compare to the pain that she was feeling at the present time of having been jilted by her fiancé. It was a moment when she without, was without a home and was living on the streets, and there came to her this strong sense of presence and that told her that God would somehow take care of her. She remembered the countless hands of people who reached out and helped to pick her up. So with a $10,000 party to throw, she sent invitations out to all the homeless shelters of the city and invited those people to come one by one, one and all, to celebrate with her. And they came and Kathleen danced and bittersweetly she danced and hundreds of people who hadn't had a hot meal in ages were fed and that same presence that had been with her years before was now alive and celebrating with her in her $10,000 party. You see, there's always a chance, isn't there? The chance we give ourselves, the chance we give the world, and the chance we give to God to redeem everything and anything. May this Advent season and this Christmas season have you finding what chance you can give to yourself, to the world, and to God. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for giving us the chance, the chance to know you, to love you, to serve you. And may these days now be filled with looking at what chances we can give in the name of the newborn Savior. Amen.